This podcast is brought to you by Seekers Hub. To listen to the rest of our shows, please visit seekershub.fm. You can also subscribe to our weekly email newsletter called Compass, where we'll send the best of Seekers Hub's content straight to your inbox every single week. To get on the list, visit seekershub.org slash compass. Allahumma salli wa sallim wa barik ala Sayyidina Mawlana Muhammadin wa ala alihi fi kulli lamhatin wa nafasin adada ma wasi'ahu ilmuk. My dear brothers and sisters, assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. In this series of messages about a day in the Medina of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, I thought before we start the day, which started before Fajr, maybe it is very much important to speak about how the night of Medina was. Because when Rasulullah came to Medina, he changed everything, the culture of people, the way of thinking, people's attitude, not only towards each other, if also about how they should look at things, how they should understand things. And this Rasulullah was doing all these changes not only by direct messages but also through changing people's understanding. When we see subhanAllah Sayyidina Anas Ibn Malik anhu and his mom brought him to Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And she said, Ya Rasulullah, this is Anas, my son. I brought him to serve you. She knows that he's not going to serve Rasulullah sallallahu because Sayyid Aisha, may Rabbi be pleased with her, said, radiallahu anha said that when she was asked about how Rasulullah sallallahu was at home, she said he was cleaning, serving, Helping his family, and in some narrations, he has never he has never seen Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam sitting doing nothing, either doing dhikr, praying, reading Quran, helping people, listening to people. He will never sit down and waste time, because uh, we don't have the so-called extra time. Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala speaking about the believers. الذين يذكرون الله قياما وقعودا وعلى جنوبهم ويتفكرون في خلق السماوات والأرض. يعني الله سبحانه وتعالى زادوس هري من الله والدار ستاندين والدار سيتين دار والدار لاي دار. and they keep going into deep thought about the creations of the heaven and the earth. this will lead them to realize one thing. ربنا ما خلقت هذا باطلا Oh, our Lord, you did not create all this for nothing. There is a reason behind every single thing that we see. We understand it or we don't understand it, that is different. 
but we believe and we trust Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's hikmah. Allah has never created anything abatan without any meaning. So, subhanallah, yani, Umm Sulaim radiallahu anha knows that Sayyidina Anas is not going to serve Rasulullah but she wanted him to learn and this is the way to approach. She cannot say, Ya Rasulullah, I want you to teach my son. He's teaching the whole Ummah. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala told us the whole surah in Quran about the jinn. Inna sami'na Quranan ajaba yahdi ila rushdi fa'amanna bih. The jinn came to learn. Everyone benefits from the rahmah of Rasulullah sallallahu as it was said repeatedly when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said in the Quran, وَمَا أَرْسَلْنَاكَ إِلَّا رَحْمَةً لِلْعَالَمِينَ We did not send you other than mercy to all the world's our salihin and our ulama. They say, قَصْرُ مَوْصُوفٍ عَلَى صِفَةٍ The described is limited to the description speaking yani allah subhanahu wa ta'ala described rasulullah sallallahu alaihi as rahmah so the al-mawsuf rasulullah sallallahu alaihi the described is only limited to the description so all his actions everything around him is surrounded with this absolute mercy So subhanallah, yani the maqam of Rasulullah sallallahu is so great so she cannot come to tell him yani I wanted you only to teach my son. So she approached him by saying, Ya Rasulullah, I wanted you, I wanted my son to serve you. And Rasulullah sallallahu is kareem. Very generous. So he accepted him. Sayyidina Anna said, in 10 years that he was that he said I was serving Rasulullah he has never said to me do this or don't do this and you will all agree with me that it is impossible to teach children if you don't tell them do this or don't do this however what we understand is Rasulullah has never reacted Rasulullah was going through a long term yani to transform people not to change them and this means it requires a lot of patience when you deal with people so you don't correct them in every single step or what in whatever they do but with your patience you yani, uh, indirect messages in, with the long term, the mistake that they are doing now, if you correct them immediately, people might react, people might not understand. But after some time, you change them. So this is what was happening. The culture of Medina was changing. Everything in Medina was changing. So if we see how was the life of the Sahaba, what do you see the people that have been transformed? And how Rasulullah was watching every single one and what was happening. 
in some narration for example rasulullah sallallahu in the morning said yesterday i passed by you ya abu bakr and i passed by your house ya umar at night ya abu bakr you were reading very quietly in ya umar in your qiyamullah you were you were reading very loudly you see this is the situation in medina and rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa asking so sayyidina abu bakr said laqad asma'tu man najid he said ya rabbi I was reading quietly because the one that I was praising, the one that I was worshiping, the one that I was calling, has heard me. I've got no business with others whether to hear me or not. So that's why I was reading quietly. And this, from this, you understand when Sayyidina Aisha, when Rasulullah said before his departure, Murwa Abu Bakr. Call Abu Bakr to lead Salah. Sayyidina Aisha said, Ya Rasulullah, Abu Bakr cannot lead while he's standing in a Salah. He keep crying. And Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam repeating, repeating the same statement said, Muru Abu Bakr, call Abu Bakr. As if he's saying, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, this is what we want. <laughs> we want someone that is fully detached when he's in his Salah. He doesn't care who is looking at him, what is what everyone is thinking. Absolute ibadah, tamamul inqita'ah. Absolute detachment. So, so Sayyidina Abu Bakr said, Ya Rasulullah, I was reading quietly because The one that I was calling, he has heard me. I've got no business. I don't care about what others are saying. They're thinking. And then he asked the same question to Sayyidina Umar. So Sayyidina Umar said, Ya Rasulullah, I just want to remind people and also to wake up those who are sleeping at night. <laughs> this is Sayyidina Umar. He wanted, you see the, the way of everyone thinking. Sayyidina Abu Bakr is doing his ibadah. All what he is caring about is his worshiping Allah. Sayyidina Umar, on the other hand, he wanted to share the khair with everyone and he wanted everyone to wake up, to enjoy the khair of uh, night because Qiyamul Layl is a great ibadah. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said to Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam Mahmud Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala speaking to Rasulullah uh, wanted everyone to share this khair with him so he said Rasulullah reading loudly to wake everyone so it's, it's, it's not forcing people but he wanted to uh, inspire people, encourage people, remind people. So Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam Abu Bakr, raise your voice a little bit, at least to the level that you can hear yourself. In your Umar, lower your voice. So you see, this is one aspect of the night. Another aspect of the night is speaking about the one that Allah chose. Allah chose. Subhanallah. Yani, <coughs> <coughs> in a very beautiful uh, hadith where Rasulullah sallallahu arrived to Medina uh, and when Rasulullah sallallahu got to Bali Salim Nuf, one of the tribes of Medina people stopped Rasulullah sallallahu said Ya Rasulullah Please give us the opportunity to serve and to host you. 
we have prepared everything for you. And Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa they were holding the Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam camel and Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam telling them خلو سبيلها فإنها مأمورة keep let 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 the camel go indeed it is guided subhanallah and here if the camel is guided subhanallah ya allah ya allah ya allah may the lord that has guided that very camel be guide our hearts to the nur of rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam so and then he went to uh, he passed by bani bayada hay bani sa'ida all these are tribe said everyone wanted to have the honor of serving Rasulullah to Bani Harith ibn al-Khazraj to Adi ibn al-Najjar and every tribe was insisting in hosting Sayyidi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam with, with his beautiful smile kept telling them khallu sabilaha fa innaha ma'amura keep leave this camel indeed it is guided and Rasulullah wanted everyone to understand that it is Allah's choice for him and Rasulullah was saying in fact in an authentic narration Allahumma khirli oh Allah choose for me wakhtarli oh Allah choose for me ya Allah and outside the door the house of Bani Malik ibn al-Najjar the uh, tribe of Bani Malik ibn al-Najjar and exactly around that place subhanallah the camel stopped and then it went around and stopped and it went around and it stopped and who was that lucky Bless, chosen man. It was Sayyidina Abu Ayyub al Ansari, radiallahu anhu. And Sayyidina Sayyidina Ibn Nusayyib narrated that Abu Ayyub al Ansari took some of Rasulullah from his beard, from his lahya. And Rasulullah told you. No harm will happen to you, Abu Ayyub. So Abu Ayyub, this great man, let us see how was his night when he was hosting Sayyidi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. When, when Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam came to Sayyidina Abu Ayyub Al-Ansari, Abu Ayyub had the ground floor and the top floor. So they prepared the top floor for Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Sayyidi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said no. He insisted to be in the ground floor. And Abu Ayyub said, how can I sleep? Anyway, Rasulullah was in the ground floor. And Rasulullah said to Sayyidina Abu Ayyub al-Ansari, <clears throat> it is better for us to be in the ground floor because people might come to visit us. He thinking about the elders, he think about, the, this, about those with limited abilities. Sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Look at the rahmah of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. So Abu Ayyub al-Ansari at night, he was so worried to sleep over where Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam sleeping. 
they go to this side, they go to that side. And he will never eat from the food except after eating Sayyidi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. So he comes at night and he says to his wife, where did Rasulullah Sallallahu eat from? So he followed from, he ate from the part of and from the side that Rasulullah Sallallahu was eating for the barakah. And one night, um, uh, um, yani, uh, um Ayyub, she said, Rasulullah Sallallahu didn't eat from the food. He was so worried, he came to us and Rasulullah, he didn't like our food. He said, no, but there was garlic in it. And he said, Ya Abu Ayyub, I speak to the Malaika, Ya Sayyidi, Ya Rasulullah. Ya Allah, he doesn't want me. Said, Inna al Malaika talatata It hurts the Malaika, what hurts people. Ya Allah, people speak about being gentle about, being sensitive. Ya Sayyidi, Ya Rasulullah. So he said, we never, we didn't cook with garlic after that. I'm not saying garlic is haram. Garlic is very good. In fact, it is very useful. And there are many things that you can eat to take away the smell of the garlic. But however, we see how the Sahaba were. In one night, subhanAllah, the... Uh, because at night they didn't have light like what uh, light like what we have now, and masakin uh, they were tested at night. Abu Ayub and Um Ayub were in the top floor, and uh, water was thrown in the floor. So they were trying to. He said, uh, Abu Ayub, we start following where, wherever the water is so that drop of it doesn't come to Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and he said we didn't have anything other than our blanket so we would keep trying and said and until we tried everything and then it wasn't even enough he said until I came down to Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam to ask him this is Abu Ayyub radiallahu anhu so this is one aspect of the night all night serving Rasulullah Maybe another aspect of the night of Medina we said with Sayyidina Abu Darda and Sayyidina Salman Al-Farisi Ridwanullahi alayhim. Sayyidina Salman Al-Farisi radiallahu anhu Sayyidina Abu Darda they were brothers Rasulullah when he made uh, created this brotherhood. So Sayyidina Salman is coming to visit Sayyidina Abu Darda and this is narrated in Bukhari so when Sayyidina Salman came he saw Umm Darda she wasn't taking care of herself neglecting herself so I said yeah Umm Darda what is what's wrong why don't you look uh, uh, after yourself and this is by the way in Hadith 1867 so Abu Darda is asking um, uh, Sayyidina Salman is asking Umm Darda why don't you take care of yourself yani he saw her very much neglected herself. She said, your brother, he's, got, he's not in need of us. He's doing Qiyamul Layl at night, and he's fasting every day, so khalas. There is nothing to take care of for, uh, for anyone, anyway. So Sayyidina Salman at night, when Abu Darda, when Umm Darda made the food, he said, well, I'm not eating until you eat. And then when he wanted to sleep, 
said they prepared a bed for Sayyidina Salman to, to sleep and Sayyidina Salman said Wallahi al-Azim I'm not sleeping until you sleep so subhanallah in some of the narration Abu Darda because he's used to Qiyamul Layl he can't that, that is where he finds himself he goes to sleep and then after a little while he, can't, he, he wakes up he goes to sleep and then after a little while he, he wakes up and Sayyidina Salman said, Wallah, you need to, Wallah, you go back to sleep. Because until it came to the time of uh, the last third of uh, before Fajr. And then Sayyidina Abu, then Sayyidina, Sayyidina Abu Dada said to Sayyidina Salman, Wallah, I'm going to complain to Rasulullah that you stopped me from my qiyam. So Sayyidina Salman said, There are rights, some rights for you, some rights for your family, some rights for your body, some rights for Allah. So give everyone their rights. So after Salah, Sayyidina Abu Darda, still he went ahead and he complained to Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. said, Salman is right. Here there is something that we need to learn. Even though Sayyidina Abu Darda might be better than Sayyidina Salman, because Sayyidina Abu Darda was from the people that who gave the blight to Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam in Sayyidina Abu Darda was with Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam in a battle of Badr, in a battle of Uhud, Sayyidina Salman, only the only time that he joined Rasulullah Sallallahu was in the battle of the trench. But yet, subhanAllah, the understanding of Sayyidina Salman in this particular case was greater than Abu Dada. But this doesn't make him better because, subhanAllah, Sayyidina Mu'ad, before his uh, departure of this uh, dunya, when he was uh, asked about uh, who are the uh, uh, who should we should learn from? He said, Rasulullah said, take the ilm from four. So he mentioned first Abu Darda, and then Salman, and then Abdullah bin Mas'ud, and then Sayyidina Abdullah bin Salam. Sayyidina Abdullah bin Salam was a Jewish rabbi, and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala made him one of the graces of the Sahaba. Ridwanullah alayhim. The night of uh, Medina, you could see. The youngsters, the kids, Sayyidina Abdullah ibn Abbas radiallahu anhu was a kid. And he wanted to spend some time with Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa And may Allah give us a long life to speak about the methods of Sayyidina Abdullah Mas'ud and how he was yearning for alm, thirsty for alm. So Sayyidina Abdullah ibn Abbas radiallahu anhu, he goes to his auntie Sayyidina Maymuna because his mother, Umm al-Fadl, and Sayyidina Maymuna Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam's wife and Sayyidina Asma bint Umis uh, Sayyidina Ja'far's wife and Sayyidina Hamza's wife they were all sisters so Sayyidina Abdullah Mas'ud went to his auntie and said auntie I want to spend the night with you he cannot tell her I'm coming for Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam you have to give people يعني, their respect and their dignity and the honor and the importance See, this is the way, subhanAllah. A mu'min as Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam described him is a gentle, very uh, uh, socially, very uh, understanding people. They have akhlaq, etiquettes. So he comes to the... And she, this is his auntie. She, uh, she welcomed him. And he said, Sayyidina Ibn Abbas said, I, I pretend to be sleeping. When Rasulullah came, he 
said, do you have a guest? She said, yeah, so I yes, your cousin. يعني, she's not telling him, look at the adab. She's not telling him, my nephew said, your cousin, ya Rasulullah. Rasulullah sallallahu went to rest and then when he went to, to pray, Abdullah ibn Abbas, he jumped and he started serving Rasulullah sallallahu for wudu. When Rasulullah sallallahu stood up for salah, Sayyidina Abdullah ibn Abbas made takbir behind Rasulullah sallallahu So Sayyidina sallallahu he pulled him to stand next to him and Sayyidina Abdullah ibn Abbas was going back. Rasulullah was pulling him, he was going back. After finishing the salah, Rasulullah sallallahu said, Ya Ghulam, oh young boy, why didn't you stand by me when I, when I was pulling you? He said, Ya Rasulullah, no one deserves to stand next to you and by you, Ya Rasulullah. Look at the adab. This is one of the aspects of the night of uh, uh, of Medina. The night of Medina, when Sayyidina Aisha was yani, waiting desperately for Sayyidina Sallallahu Alaihi And Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi is with Sayyidina Aisha in bed. And then he tells her, Ya Aisha, will you give me a permission? Call my Lord to do some ibadah, some dhikr. Ya Sayyidi, Ya Rasulullah. He is asking a permission of his wife to do dhikr, to do ibadah. La ilaha illallah. As if he's saying, it is your night. And it is your time. It is your absolute right. If you allow me, I will go. And if not, and say that Aisha says, Ya Rasulullah, there is nothing that I love better than your company. But how can I stop you from worshiping your Lord? So he goes to his ibadah, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, until Sayyidina Aisha described, he was standing until his feet was swollen. And Sayyidina Aisha feels sorry for him, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. She says, Ya Rasulullah, why are you torturing yourself? Allah has forgiven you already. Indeed, Allah said, إِنَّا فَتَحْنَا لَكَ فَتْحًا مُبِينًا لِيَغْفِرَ لَكَ اللَّهُ لِيَغْفِرَ لَكَ اللَّهُ مَا تَقَدَّمَ مِنْ ذَنْبِكَ وَمَا تَقَرْ Allah has forgiven everything that you've done in the past and whatever you are going to do in the future. So he says, shouldn't I be a grateful slave? May Allah make us from the grateful slaves of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. These are some of the aspects of the life of Medina. The absolute transformation that happened to Medina. May Allah give us a long life, inshallah, in the coming Jum'ah to start about how would, to spend a day in Medina with all what is happening. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make us all from those who follow Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. May Allah gather us with Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Thank you for listening to this Seekers Hub podcast. Our goal is to raise $75,000 in monthly donations to build a global Islamic seminary so that dedicated students all over the world can complete their journeys and become Islamic scholars. You can help them by becoming a monthly donor at seekershub.org slash donate.